Hi, welcome to Chili's. Where the takes are hot and the opinions are spicy. My name's Adam. My name's Jackie. And I'm Amber. Today we're going to be talking about WandaVision because we just like watching all the Marvel content and all the movies and stuff. So the whole point of this podcast is that we're just going to either share fan theories. Um, we're going to talk about Beth from The Walking Dead more <laughs> than anyone else, I guarantee. Uh, and we're just going to say whatever's on our mind. Sometimes we'll tear down movies. Sometimes we'll discuss uh, popular theories on the internet and why they're wrong, like everyone is with WandaVision. Yeah. So, for context, if you're joining us at a later date, we are in week four of WandaVision. So, all of our opinions are going to be coming from week four. Um, and for proof that we have the hot takes that no one else has... Uh, I wanted to point out something very peculiar about the hexagon. I have your answer to the hexagon mystery. And it all resides with the hole that was left in Vision's head after Thanos pried out the mind gem. Stone. If you take a look at the still in episode four, or if you even go back to Infinity War and you go and pause it the moment that gem is out of his head. Stone. Hexagon. Which supports my theory that all of this is taking place in Vision's head. The hottest take here is that Adam calls the Mind Stone the Mind Gym. Stone. Spicy. <laughs> Love that. One chili to Amber. Should we talk about all of the hexagons in the episodes? We could. I mean, what do you want to point out about them? Um, They're just reoccurring. So for like... They all reoccur on like the fourth wall, kind of like for an audience's benefit. No, you're right. Um, And I think that's kind of like further kind of benefit to the idea that like this is vision and the broadcast is him calling out for help uh you had a theory we talked about the other day jackie about um it's kind of like linking it back to what happened in the events of age of ultron so yeah ultron uh attacks jarvis in the avengers age of ultron which leaves jarvis completely scrambled and everyone thinks he's dead just like everyone thinks vision is dead right now and then when push came to shove Ultron was trying to get hold of those nuclear codes, but there was something in the way, and that something was the background processes of Jarvis, uh, which goes to demonstrate that Jarvis, who becomes Vision, has these background processes that are designed to protect uh, the things around him. So my theory, Jackie's theory right now, is that uh, these broadcasts and the whole Westview thing is Vision crying out for help. Now, that begs the question, what is Vision crying out for help for? Of which we had a peculiar uh, idea about that. It has nothing to do with Wanda at all. Uh, in fact, I don't think that this series is really about Wanda to begin with. I think the big question was written up on Randall Park's wall of is Vision alive? And I think that question stems from a very important thing. I think that Vision has been manipulated in such a fashion so that the ether from Thor 2 from some reality, has been injected into the hexagon shape of his head where that hole was left. And what we're left and what we're seeing is a vision who is trying to cope with and struggle with the idea that he's no longer, the source of his energy and infinite power is no longer with the infinity stone that's the mind gem, but rather the reality gem. And there's this battle that's going on right now between vision and the ether over who's going to get complete control of reality. Did you say where the ether comes from? Like the backstory on that? Because if we're like a casual watcher, like if you had said that to me, 
I'd be like, I have no idea what the ether is. Right. Okay. So, especially because it comes from, like, the most forgettable movie. Right. Thor 2. <laughs> the <Burn>. Dark World. <laughs> One chili pepper, two Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Spicy. Um, okay, so for those of you who don't remember, because why would you? Because Thor 2 was not a good movie. It was fine. I mean, we can all agree on that one. Yeah. It was mediocre at best. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> there are some people out there. <laughs> One not This is the first and last time you'll hear from Amber. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so, um, in support of the ether being uh, the thing that is in Vision's head, um, when you go back to Thor 2 and you learn about the ether for the first time, now the ether becomes the reality stone. It gets compressed from liquid form into solid form, and, and we don't really have answers on how that happens. It all happens off screen. However, um, what the ether does is it manipulates reality in in such in, in various ways. And Thor too, the whole plot point was that they wanted to remove all the light from the universe. Um, however, there's some defining characteristics of the ether that I think people are missing uh, when they're watching this series, this WandaVision, um, that's super important and very like close to how it plays out in Thor too. Um, do you want to explain kind of Geraldine and how it relates to Jane Foster? Yeah, so in um, Thor 2, when Jane finds the ether, she gets sucked into that reality, almost the same way as when uh, Ger- Geraldine? Geraldine Geraldine did. Um, and then... Well, so yeah, they, she gets the, they're both like forcefully injected into right, right, the right. reality part. Um, and you talked about it, how def- the defense mechanism... Right. So the ether has this defense mechanism that's just basically an energy propulsion outward. And you kind of see this energy propulsion happening when things kind of start looking like they're going to slip. Um, for instance, like when Wanda uh, throws Geraldine out of the four walls uh, and back into reality, um, it, it represents, it comes in the form of this expulsion of energy. Uh, also kind of in the same way that when Wanda is confronted by the lady at the pool, uh, and the glass breaks in her hand, and the blood, the red blood... Which also looks, s- looks just like the ether. It looks just like the ether. <laughs> yeah. it, the ether has these defense mechanisms built in to protect itself. And now that it's found a host and vision, it wants to protect itself. And I think a lot of these weird things that we're seeing are coming from uh, the ether trying to protect itself. What's interesting about that that just occurred to me is like the ether feeds off of the life source of its host... But is Vision alive? Right. I well, mean, that's kind of the thing. I think a lot of Vision being alive is um, it's, it's kind of like what makes Vision him. Is it his experiences as Vision or is it the gem in his head? Stone. Um, and I think that's kind of the question that really needs to be answered, um, which we'll get to what I think is going to happen with that story arc and whether... Vision is alive or not, and what becomes of him in this series. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So I actually think um, the strongest piece of argument I have for this, I think, is in episode two, the whole gum arc is a metaphor for this foreign substance, which is the ether reality stone material, being injected into Vision, making him all weirdy. Um, and much the same way that Vision's not super in control, he's like somewhat in control. When the gum is gucking up his system, I think the exact same thing is in play with the reality stone um, kind of gunking up his system. So then how would how does Wanda come into play with that, with her 
ungunking the system. So what do you think that means? I think that part of this greater like thing is that I think there's this like experiment going on, right? I think Westview is kind of like uh, a stronghold. Um, I think Hydra kind of reformed into the Ten Rings, which is why we're going to see that new movie uh, that's coming out focusing around the Ten Rings, um, which is a terrorist organization bent on destroying world peace. So I think there's like this kind of, there's this lull after Endgame where like things are kind of calming down and uh, the Ten Rings are going to come in and try and destroy that. Now, I think part of their plan, sorry, we have Audrey, our dog here. She'll be joining us sometimes too. Right now she just knocked over her food bowl. So that's one spicy chili pepper to Audrey. <laughs> Follow-up question. Yeah. Do you think Westview is real? So I don't know. Do you want to explain what the driver's license is? Yeah. So in the scene where they're, they have like all the profiles of all of the characters in the show, um, on the driver's license, they all say ST view. You can't see the first two letters, which is like all of them are like that. It's super intentional, but we don't know why. Yeah. So um, I think Westview is probably real. Um but I think the idea, so like, why can some people see it and some people can't? And I think, again, that goes back to Vision having these inbuilt defense mechanisms um, where the reality stone is trying to convince everybody that Westview isn't real. However, Vision has picked out certain people that he wants to help him um, figure out how, um, like, to just get help, to get help in there. Like, there is real Vision in there, but I think it's, the nature of his entire being, his soul has changed. I'm sorry. It's okay. We can always edit out little she's bits, so and we funny. can always like retalk. She's so happy. We're all having yeah, lively, like, happy amazing. conversation together. Um, can we talk about the commercials? Yeah. In all of the episodes. Um. So I haven't figured out the commercial stuff entirely, but I think there we, are. A couple we have like a nice little like base for them yeah so there's this definite prevalent theme running through these commercials especially the first two the third one is a little bit like iffy and on the nose with the uh the reality soap hydra soap being washed away the first two are very very clear in the first one it's about the stark industries toaster uh and the second one is about the shocker time watch now, both of those events specifically are connected to very specific traumas in Wanda's life. The first one being that her origin story is basically that her home village was blown up and she was stuck under the rubble. And the entire time she was staring at a bomb that hadn't blown up by Stark Industries. And so this toaster having this kind of theme of like it's beeping like a bomb um, and then it kind of like doesn't that, go off. It's very harmless. And it, it has the same sound as Tony Stark's reactor, which I think right. is just like a nice little detail. Yes. And then the second one is Strucker was the Hydra operative in Age of Ultron that didn't ran all of his experiments on Wanda. Um, now, a lot of people are looking at this and thinking like, oh, this is Wanda-centric and she's rewriting her traumas herself. But I actually think it's Vision trying to rewrite the traumas with Wanda. Right, like it's Marvel, so they can't, like, they're going to put it in your face and I think like, oh, this is it, but it's totally not. I think it's in the opening theme song, like, they're in a marriage together on it. Like, it's weird, and neither of them really understands what's going on, and you can see them have that dialogue between each other in the first episode, too. They're like, we're kind of an unusual couple. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Um, 
like they both know like something's happening and they both appear to be completely like unaware of what's really happening yeah i think they're in there together i think personally that hydra rebranded into the ten rings they found Wanda and Vision's body, and they needed someone to go put the ether, who's powerful enough to put the ether into Vision's body. I think they contracted Wanda to do it uh, under the pretense that Wanda will have Vision back, and Wanda went and did it. Um, I think, personally, this one's a little out there. This one's a risk. I think Agnes is Doc Ock, um, working for the Ten Rings organization right now. Um, a lot of I, people are saying that she is... The Enchantress. Yeah. So, I mean, that is a hot take. And that that is like, yeah, I think the Enchantress is a really, really strong bet. However, I have a different idea of where the Enchantress is going. And it would make sense for the further movies coming out and storylines. and Right. And one piece of evidence I have is that the Marvel Universe is moving into the multiverse. Um, and they, they like doing this casting thing, right? They, they like taking the voice actor from Jarvis and making him the actor in Division. Um, they like bringing back characters like um, Kat Dennings to be replay like Darcy. And it's been like five years or longer than that even. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I uh, it, it's kind of an important thing. Like a cool thing is that uh, Catherine Hahn was the voice of Doc Ock in Spider-Man, the animated um, Into the Spider-Verse. So, and she did a phenomenal job too. Like it was one of the most amazing like gender bending characters I've ever seen. Um, and it would kind of make sense that uh, Doc Ock would be kind of have her origin story here. Um, and I think one of the weird things we looked into is that uh, Doc Ock has a wife who whose name is like Rosalind, um, which starts with an R, which is like Ralph. Right. Which we don't know who Ralph is. We don't know I who Ralph is. I've not seen Ralph. And I don't think there's anything suspicious about Ralph, but I think it's it wouldn't be a coincidence that his name would be R, Ralph, which is in connection with Doc Ock's wife uh, from the other like versions in, uh, being Rosalind. Real quick, um, with Vision's body, you think that Hydra got control of it somehow. But where, like, I don't I don't know if I believe that or not. Because, like, don't you think Marvel, not Marvel, the mm-hmm. Avengers would be like, I don't know, let's keep this body safe somewhere. So I don't know if, like, I don't think maybe Hydra didn't get involved with it. I think Wanda knew where it was, and Hydra promised a way. Mm, the so Ten Rings promised a way to, like, get him back. I, I um, think the third commercial, going back to commercials, kind of, like, almost confirms, like, they're in something with Hydra, right? Because it's, like, mm-hmm. the commercial is Hydra soak. They're sitting inside of something. They're soaking up. And, like, it says something along the lines of, like create your own world or like have a go to a destination within yourself or something weird like that that definitely has like those weird implications of like they've made their own reality in a spot inside of something else yeah like that adds up they soaked vision in reality stone material and now created their own thing um yeah they're always trying to like make good people bad guys so yeah i think uh it's possible that hydra found wanda and Wanda knew where Vision's body was, and that's how it all kind of unfolded. Um, and Wanda might even trust the Ten Rings because she doesn't, like, know, you know? They, she could think that they're just another sword, right? Which, <clears throat> another uh, point of evidence that, like, it would only make sense for this to be Vision-oriented and not Wanda-oriented is that the acronym for SWORD in the MCU is Sentient Weapon Observation and Response Division. 
Um, and part of that is when they're walking through the halls, they're talking about how they're investigating AI technology and weapons that can be artificial intelligence um, and more machinery and nanotech. Uh, and all of this is exactly what vision is. So the only reason sword would make sense to be in this at all is because they have a hyper focus on vision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My question is, how does Wanda know what sword is or like what their symbol is? So I think in exactly the same way that Hydra infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D., ten rings have infiltrated S.W.O.R.D. Mm. And S.W.O.R.D. would obviously know where to find Vision's body. Like, that's their whole thing is observation and response. Like, if anyone knew where Vision's body was going to be, it's S.W.O.R.D. So if ten rings infiltrated S.W.O.R.D., they get all the information. You would think that they'd have better security after the first time. You would think. Right? Same thing. <laughs> so um, why is this playing out all as a sitcom? Right? Like, that's kind of a big question. Why is this, like, a generational sitcom? Because it's fun. Because um, <laughs> black and white. Yeah, because we love it. Vintage. <laughs> so, why do you think that the show is played out in sitcom form? All right. So, I think the show is played out in sitcom form because that's what Vision wants. So, if you go back to Infinity War, uh, the very last thing before all the fight breaks out and they go back to the Avengers and have to fight this big battle... And they're wondering whether or not they need to kill Vision or not. The last thing Vision wants is a life, a full, normal life together with Wanda. They'll run away. They won't return. That's all he wants is just normalcy. You even had them like playing house in Civil War. Right. Like they just want to be a normal couple for their entire lives. However, Vision's five years old. He doesn't know what time is. Um... And he doesn't know what a normal life is. He's an AI created with like Thor's lightning in a uh, exoskeleton created by an AI. Like <clears throat> he doesn't have these concepts. Now, what he does have the ability to do is go through the internet and look for what's normal. However, um, we're lucky he didn't land up on 4chan, right? Because instead he found these sitcoms. And these sitcoms, um, he went generation through generation. How does a normal life play out? Well, you look at the 40s, and this is how they act. And you look at the 50s, and this is the dynamic. Oh, and sometime in the 50s, like, your beds go together. So Whatever was popular on TV at that time era, he just recreates. Right, he just recreates whatever's popular in that time. And he's just trying to get this normal life together for the two of them. But he doesn't know what that means. And I think a big point of evidence of Vision not understanding what's real on the internet and what's actually real is the stork. So one of the big pieces of evidence that Vision doesn't quite understand that the difference between what he reads on the internet and what's real is going to be is that stork, right? So that stork shows up in episode 3 and Wanda tries to use her powers to make it go away, but it's completely ineffective. So this stork has like huge amounts of power for like no reason at all, and then the baby's delivered and the stork's not there anymore. Now, in common American literature and legend, there is that idea that you tell your children that a stork delivers a baby. And this messaging of a stork delivers a baby gets confused by Vision to the point where he actually creates a stork to deliver the baby while he's out to go grab the doctor to make sure the babies are okay. And that's why when Wanda tries to make her magic to make the stork go away, it's completely ineffective. At that moment, it's Wanda's powers versus Vision with the ether running through his veins. And vision with the ether as the stronger reality. So Wanda's completely unable to do anything about the stork, but it's also this like 
he just doesn't understand the role the stork plays in the delivery of the baby. I also want to point out with the stork, when Wanda tries to make it go away, it's red, like that red haze around it, which I don't think is Wanda. I think that's the ether reacting to whatever she's trying to do. Yeah. And I think it's really convenient that Wanda's powers are red um, and the ether's powers are also red. Um, And I think it allows Marvel to blur the line between what's the ether and what's Wanda. Um, and for the most part, I think it's it's all vision. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people are, and, and I think it's like they're confusing these moments where like Wanda sees the beekeeper coming out of the the gutters um, and the sewers and she says no when it goes winds and away. Or Mr. Hart choking. Um, when you go back and watch Mr. Hart choking, Wanda's completely confused by all of this until she looks over at Vision and Vision's like really ashamed. That's the expression on his face is shame. And she asks him to put an end to it. That's not Wanda controlling Vision. That's Vision dis- like t- trying to make strides to make Wanda happy. Um, and when Wanda communicates that's not making her happy, that's when Vision changes the situation. He's always present for those big moments, with the exception of the glass, which I think was reality literally shattering for a moment, um, which he didn't need to be present for because that was the ethers doing. However, when it's a time jump, when the time skips um, and resets, that's Vision resetting the boundaries to make Wanda happy. Um, but What did we see that was red in that episode? Just the light on the, the toaster? Just the light on the mm-hmm. toaster. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also the red that was on the drone, um, which I think is another instance of like, reality kind of dropping through isn't that that was episode two that was episode two so we got in episode two it was the the drone and the blood the drone and the blood yes um which is one i think reality breaking through and one is reality shattering Mm -hmm. all right so it's like time to talk about where's all this going and I, i do have an idea for that that revolves around mephisto so a lot of people are saying that he's going to be like the big villain mm-hmm. and come into play at some point. But Adam has an interesting opinion on this. Yeah. So um, Mephisto is this devil-like creature who's basically of godlike power. Um, he has the power to manipulate reality. He has the power to uh, basically animate souls, um, take over the bodies of people to make them do whatever they want to do. Um, so I think it's a very valid theory that Mephisto is in play here. However, I don't think it's very gratifying to just introduce a devil character out of nowhere, um, just from a storytelling perspective. But number two, if I'm right about all of this and that this is Vision with the ether in his forehead making all of this happen and that what uh, Herb was trying to say at the end of episode three was like, we are all puppets of you, um, I think it's safe to say that your villain for Doctor Strange 2 is going to be Mephisto, and Mephisto is going to be Vision. What? (laughs) Ah! Um, I think it makes sense that if Vision is animating all of the the souls, um, and he's making them do all the things, and he's manipulating the reality in such ways, um, with these small cries out for help that remind us that the true Vision is in there, um, all for this... Uh, sort of selfish ideal of like living a full life with Wanda, which is going to come crashing down very hard at the end of this. Um, I think that'll be enough to just see uh, a fully emerged manipulator of reality of godlike omnipotence 
Um, and I think Vision is the only one who actually can fit the bill in a very satisfying way from a storytelling perspective uh, for this godlike creature. I don't want to believe that this will happen because it will make me sad. However, I do think that if it does happen, in the end, we might end up getting the vision that we love back because I think that Shuri has all the good parts of vision downloaded somewhere, somehow. And maybe we'll learn that later on in Black Panther 2. Oh, so we don't get like an evil power couple? I mean, well, I think that would we be do fun, get an evil power couple. I but maybe think, for a minute. I think Wanda, with her complicated backstory and once the baby's ripped from her, I think she'll become Enchantress. Um, like I said, I, I'm calling Agnes for Doc Ock. I'm calling Wanda for Enchantress, and I'm calling Vision for Mephisto. Um, and they are going to be the power villains of Phase Four. Uh, uh, woo! Hot take. <laughs> And this could all change next week after episode five. It could be. <laughs> we'll be back and have an entirely new theory. Super spicy, though. Wait, so like, wait, 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 wait. Backing up to like her first meeting with Agnes, Doc Ock, whatever, right? And Agnes is all like charmed. I was like, oh, maybe that goes along with the Enchantress theory, but like, maybe not. And doesn't maybe, she like have like the necklace that she has? What's the necklace? Like she wears uh, in every outfit that she has, there's this pendant that she has on that I've seen fans point out that it was something to do with the Enchantress. But maybe that's something that Wanda gets in the end. Yeah. And if, if she's, that's the theory, right? Well, right. Like if she's saying charmed, like that's a verb and like, like she's being charmed, meeting Wanda. Oh. So maybe ah. Wanda is charming her as a future Enchantress. Right. Absolutely. And, um, I think that's a pretty cool uh, kind of idea. And I think one of the big takeaways of Marvel is whatever you think first is wrong. Every time. Every time. It's never what you think, but you're always satisfied. I try not to think. (laughs) (laughs) So I think them putting real hard into making, uh, oh, this is the Enchantress and the Devils at play here. And this is all Wanda. I mean, they even came in hard at the end of episode four with Geraldine being expelled and then being like, it's Wanda. It's all Wanda. It's Audrey. It's all Audrey. Audrey chimed in. <laughs> Audrey agrees. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was like too in your face. Way like, too in your face. It's yeah. vision. It's all vision. And for our hottest take of the day, Jackie, why is this the reason Beth comes back in The Walking Dead? Okay, so hear me out. <laughs> if vision is animating all of these bodies, why can't Beth be one of those bodies? It's definitely going to happen. You heard it here first. Vision gets introduced into the Walking Dead universe and reanimates Beth. Canon. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning into Chili's. Have a great day. Okay, bye. And I just wanted to add one footnote. Could you imagine Captain America going back into Thor 2 to inject the ether back into Jane Foster's veins? Is that something Captain America's going to do? No. Something else happens to that. Guarantee it. Okay, bye. <laughs>